Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training, accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. In this episode, Eric discusses the process of surrendering issues. Win the battle within your mind by implementing this knowledge. Furthermore, he talks about collective consciousness and how it relates to us spiritually and biologically. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode of Rebel Guru Radio. I'm Eric Pepin, and I'm here with my good friend, David. <laughs> we were just talking about how he spells his name, and I would always say Davey, and he says, well, it's like Dave. And I was like, so this whole time, he's like, you're the only one who calls me Davey. And I was like, that's because I, I was awful what grammar still am. And I, I'm from the ubonic age, you know, where, where you sound everything out because I couldn't really read up until like third grade or something or probably sixth grade. So I was like, it made perfect sense. Dave V. So there you go. So what? For 10 years, I've been calling you yeah, Davey. It's, it's all right. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I can get away with all sorts of things. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know who's watching yet. You know, who's coming in. There's always these late strollers and everything else. Um, you know, I just like to get these kind of things out of the way so I can get like real serious, real serious. Um, you can now go to www.rebelgururadio.com and submit your questions or topics to be featured on future episodes. Not bad. I recommend that. I didn't know that. It's always, always, I learn more about what's going on with what I'm doing for this show, like in the moment always than, than like the day before or week before. So anyway, and, uh, like, and subscribe, like, and subscribe, like, and subscribe. Uh, very important. So please do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so what do we got here? We got Echoes of Consciousness audio module. Learn about what we refer to, refer to as micro-realities, which mold the collective and your consciousness. Bring to light the micro-reality in which you reside to help you see why you have the perceptions that you have in life. Discover how to break free from these and prevent yourself from crystallizing or stunning your spiritual growth, stunting. Uh, regularly, 129, and for a flabbergasted that uh, I am, is now for $37 for just you guys on this, like, now, now, mm -hmm. uh, I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, that's a great price. So rebelgururadio.com forward slash collective forward slash. Uh, we want to remind our viewers that the foundation meditation system is the keystone of all higher balance teachings. Let me tell you, it's badass. And if you haven't gotten a hold of it, you should. And if you don't like it, like everything else, I don't think you should pay for it. I'm happy to give you money back. No fine print, no little details, no, no nothing in writing to make sure you get it. You got my word. If you don't like it, just like anything I do, you can have it back. Your money. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so... Uh, how can you say Eric Pepin's first book, handbook? It, it, it's me reading it. Oh, it's, it's your first like book that you wrote. What? Right? But it shouldn't it be worded different. Anyway, Eric Pepin's <laughs> first book, Handbook of the Navigator, is available on in audio or on Audible. On Audible. Okay, yeah. I guess it's where where on it's Audible. at. Search Handbook of the Navigator on Amazon. Uh, we we paid for a professional reader. It's not done in my voice. Evidently, um, my voice is a little bit too high-pitched. Drives some people nuts. I don't know. I don't like listening to it, so I'm glad you guys can tolerate it. Uh, but it was done really well. We picked this guy out. I've heard good things, and I hope you guys will have plenty of great things to say online about it. But uh, 
It's uh, something that I think is mandatory reading. Um, it is really, in my opinion, what puts the big picture together. What is God? What's the universe? How did everything come to be? What, 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 what? what? It's really answer, solid answers, good answers to things that I think people just don't answer spiritually. In fact, I'm the guy who answers everything that nobody else will answer in the spiritual communities. I'm a rebel guru, you know? Get in trouble, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Give us a... Give us, okay, don't, don't. What you do. Thanks for the pre... I told you. I have no idea what, what this stuff is. And then they're like, no, no, don't do that! What do you got? You got more paperwork than I got. Oh, I do, yes. So... All right. Wait, 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 let's back up now. Now, Davey, how long have you been in HBI? Hmm. Since 2005, 2006. 2005, that's, uh, 2006. So that's a long time. Yeah, it has been. That's, uh, that's like 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. Wow. And it's still going strong? It's still going strong. It's like a, like a good marriage, I guess. You know? it's like <laughs> it's, we're, still, we're still in there, you know? I'm officially you in know? Would you, <laughs> I think by now we know that. Uh, you know, so would you say that... Don't, you know, I like honesty. You know how I am about that. I, I think that people appreciate my honesty, but I appreciate honesty too. And I, I can handle it. Now wouldn't be a good time, but hey, okay, but it is a good time. Well, do you think uh, it, it's had a, a very good and positive impact on your life? Uh, definitely. You know, when I uh, had found that I wasn't in um, a very good place in my yeah. life and, you know, I had a lot of uh, personal issues that I was working through and I was doing a lot of yeah. searching and I had come from, like, a religious background, yeah. which they had filled, you know, your brain yeah. with a lot of yeah. things and questions you could answer. And a lot of the things yeah. you taught very quickly led me down a, a path where I was like, hey, all this stuff is just fitting together and really answering the questions and allowing me to apply things in my life that I was getting experiences from. And that's, I think, what made me just keep going to the next thing and the next thing. Right. Mm. Whatever he said, I agree with. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm really listening or not. I need, I need more coffee. Anyway. But, uh, yeah. All right. What do we got? So the last uh, episode on Kundalini and surrender, there's a couple of questions that okay. were uh, people still wanted to ask. Um, the All first right. one was, um, how would you explain surrender in today's culture, and is there a better word for it or way to explain it in context of uh, simulated reality? Well, this is where I'm going to kick my shoes off. Whatever, <laughs> I just follow what I feel. Um, and this chair. I'm gonna listen. I'm literally gonna fall. This is this is not wood. This this is, this is a curtain with paint glass behind it, and it's like a wobbly chair I'm on. So I feel like I'm like on one of those yoga balls that are supposed to strengthen yeah. my. And I'm like, I don't like this. I want I want recliner, you know. And every time I move, I I get this like, oh, and I I swear to God, I'm gonna go backwards through the through this thing one of these days live. I'm sure. So I I'm trying to get this up to get into a kind of a, a half lotus or something and i'm probably at the age now i just shouldn't mess with that shit you know because for sure it's gonna happen um okay so look um repeat the question one more time it's um i guess everybody wants to have an explanation of the concept of surrender based on like where we're at today and okay. trying to relate it to a simulated reality and related to simulated reality yeah or is there a better word? Is there like a you... deck and it just mix matches? <laughs> like, what's the challenge for Pepin? Let's mix it around. Okay, look. Um, surrender is, first of all, you. It's, it's actually much more complicated than it sounds. In order to surrender, the first thing that you have to be aware of is your subconscious kind of thoughts. You're, you're like... There's a part of you that says, I want to surrender, and you surrender, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to let these issues go, and I'm fine. But truthfully, you haven't. In, in, your, in your deeper subconscious, this, this core part of you, if you will, and I always say you can kind of feel it up in this like throat area. It's like a, almost like a, like a tightness, but not really you know something to alarm you, but you, it's like a, a heaviness, a thickness. Um, You've, you've got to kind of feel it out in your chest, more or less, and kind of be like, okay, uh, I'm going to let this go. And I, I always say, when you're going to let it go, it's, it's, it's not realistic to say to yourself you're going to let it go, because I think most people are attracted to my material are cynics like me. And you're like, you know, goddamn well, you're not, you're not going to table it. Why are you even telling yourself to, to relax with it or surrender it? So it's better to approach your consciousness or yourself to say, I'm going to take a 15 minute break. 
I'm giving myself permission to table whatever the problem is, relationship problem, financial problem, health problems, whatever it is. You're kind of saying to yourself more realistically, it doesn't matter if I lose 15 minutes worrying about this. It's okay. We're, we're going to get right back to worrying. So you're, you're like, I'm going to table this issue. I'm going to surrender it, okay? And whatever other issues that you think are driving your consciousness. Remember, your, your brain is babbling. It's mainly driven on things that are primarily stressing you, okay? Your concerns, whether it's money, a relationship, or a problem. So if you can find a way to table that, the rest of everything else is fairly mundane. So you, you kind of relax and you come down. Um, you know, other things is I don't want to get into to politics. You know, I try to avoid that, but you know, I do. I'm, I'm not a Trump fan. We'll leave it at that. But I feel like there's this kind of heavy weight politically because both sides have been kind of banging at it now for like you know over three years or three years now, and I do feel like it's created this spiritual lethargic heavy kind of weight. And therefore, in my opinion, in order for you to spiritually rise from that, you have to also surrender something like that too. You gotta be like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put it away. I'm gonna put it to the side so I can alleviate myself. Okay? So it's not just personal problems, it's stuff that you may not be aware of, like politics, everyday what's on TV, you know, all of these things. So surrender in a in a practical level is simply about just starting off by tabling your connection to issues or problems, you know? And I often think that sometimes it's really hard for people to understand how do I surrender that? And I always say, look, blow it out. And I know that sounds crazy, but I often, you have to understand that your mind goes fast when you're, when you're upset and you're like, your breathing picks up. It's like, Okay, this is why they say breathe in a bag. It forces you to slow your breathing. When the breathing slows down, your brain slows down. Control or be mindful of your incoming breath and slow it down and exhale it out slower by being mindful of what you're doing. Just kind of control it rather than letting it automate. That is going to have a very calming, relaxing, uh, very, very powerful self-control immediately as soon as you think about your breathing and you slow it down. Your brain will follow right in line. So when I say take an issue and blow it out, I'm like, okay, if you are fighting with a with someone at work or something and it's bothering you and you want to just table it for a while, put it aside. I, I just want some, some calm. I want my my energy this vibration dong it's vibrating you just want it to be calm you just want it to get down to where you can't even hear now just just really just clear you blow it out you you think about the issue or the person or whatever briefly not heavy thought obviously it's it's counterproductive then and you take a deep breath in and I, you expel it. It's it's kind of, I always say, like smoke coming out is how I visualize it. And the smoke has a projector of a movie in it. So you can kind of see people in the smoke, if you will. That's kind of how I kind of think of it. And you blow it out. And for whatever reasons, your brain, your subconscious is like, oh, okay, we've, we've expelled it. So this is what I call indirect communication with your subconscious. If you tell your, your subconscious, I want to expel it, it's like, yeah, whatever, ha, ha, ha. In a weird way, if you associate it with a physical motion, if you will, something that's oriented to general reality rather than just thought. So I'm expelling something out. I'm throwing up. I'm, I'm getting rid of whatever my body doesn't want. And that's how you got to think of it. I'm expelling the issue. And the brain understands that. It relates to it more. The subconscious mind, the emotional mind understands that. So it's kind of what I call a side hack so you, you are using your breath to expel, but you're feeling that sense of expelling. It's just like when, when you, you, know, you have one too many drinks and you're going to throw up. There's a part of you that's not thrilled about it, but there's another part of you that's very much thrilled about it because you feel like you're removing toxins from you or whatever's harming you and that you have to go through kind of a, a painful cycle in order to get to that clean you know, kind of feeling like you have expelled it out. So it's the same thing. When you have all these weird issues, you've got to expel it out. And you expel it out by doing a process of, and you think about the issue and you're, you know, I always say, you know? So, um, and I often say, don't do too many of those. Just do three. three. Three whatever is the first three things that you think are bothering you. That's all you need to do, okay? 
So surrender, I also think that in people's minds is it's kind of like failure or you're giving in or you're you're you know you're surrendering and it's not that at all. When you're surrendering, you're you're really saying I'm taking a time out for me. I'm the one fighting this. Whoever I'm fighting with may not even may not even know I'm pissed off or upset. Okay? So to really we beat ourselves up, particularly in our minds, you know, rehearsing every scenario of drama, okay, and living it and putting it in our muscles. And so you you are surrendering the process of the battle inside of your mind with the issue at, 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 that's bothering you. And so if it's a, a business decision or something, you know it's going to come back, but you're looking at it more from a level-headed position when you do a surrender. And interestingly enough, you, you tend to have much clearer thoughts. So that, that thought process where you need solutions to kind of occur to you, that epiphany moment, like, why didn't I think of that sooner? That actually comes dramatically quicker once you've done a good surrender session. It's almost like you have to reboot your computer by shutting everything down and just kind of experiencing that that shutdown, okay? And then when everything starts to come back up again and you're ready to get on with your day, it's as if your your brain is, is cleared these byways for good solutions to occur because your, your subconscious, your super subconscious, is always working on the problem. The reason why you're not getting good solutions or good ideas for business or good ideas to do things is because you've got so much clutter going on in your mind and so automated that you've got to almost force a adult interaction or an adult where you're, I'm going to force the, the, the shutdown. And when that happens, your brain just thinks much clearer, you're much happier, you're much healthier, you're, everything just seems to line up better because there's nothing smacking it out of alignment, more or less. Does that make sense? Am I, am I just bad? Makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. More caffeine. Now I think the caffeine's <laughs> kicking in. More water. So let's say someone had other issues or they had a lot of issues. Is it advantageous for them to do like Chip a away. Water? Yeah. Nope. Still do three. Don't do more than three. Because what happens is, is that when you start doing more than three, you get into this kind of reverb kind of thing where you just keep pulling out more and more issues. So now instead of it being a, a break for you, a surrender session, a release, just let it fucking go, okay? Mm-hmm. What happens then is is that your session now becomes stressful. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you're, you're just kind of finding, you're doing to yourself what you're doing for that one problem, constantly thinking about it all day and it's bothering you while you're trying to do stuff. And all you've done now is now you're taking the past 10 years of stuff and you're just, you know, it's just, it's just going to be like a waterfall coming out. It's just never going to end. Uh, so the, the ones that primarily have the biggest effect are usually what I always say, three is my, my number. And it, once again, it's applicable. If you can table three things and bring them up and release them, you will experience a profound level of relief, joy, clarity, and Problem-solving solution ability usually follows within 30 minutes to an hour afterwards. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It answers that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was talking to the staff, and they were talking about how this one um, meditation came out. And they're like, if you do this, you'll be 10% happier. And I'm like, you can do any meditation and be 10% happier. It's, it's the same process. You're shutting down your shit. Clarity, we know that the brain refires and calibrates and stuff. This is just a much more powerful way to kind of go there with it when you really have a specific issue. But I also can say that if they're going to say 10% happiness, and you, you can shut me down right now. I think if you if you do our meditation, you're 30% happier. I mean, I, I'm not trying to top right. it. I just literally am talking from, from yeah. experience, and I know why. You're, it, all your dopamines, everything is just kind of moving better. Yeah, you're yeah. completely humming afterwards. It's, uh, well, it's, it's yeah. true. When you do our meditation, the other thing is, is that, and I don't hear this from, well, maybe, I don't know, but it's like, it's like you see the world visually, like I'm looking now, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't realize that there's this, this plastic-tinted material like plastic it is you know you have it in in school when you're a kid and it's like it's over so you don't really realize that you just assume this is my reality and when you're done meditating i swear to god i kid you not it's like it's peeled off and everything just kind of has this like 
super focused. It's like wearing, it's like needing glasses and you put them on and you're like, oh my God, I, I never realized how clear things were, how rich. I promise you, I swear to God on my life, it's true. And every single time you meditate, if you do at least a 10 minute meditation, you will have that effect. And eventually you go back to normal. That's the reason why you want to meditate twice a day continuously because you are maintaining and building a better reality for yourself. And that's what you do. And it's maintenance, just like everything else. That leads us into uh, the topic of collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, what would be the uh, most simple but accurate way to perceive what actually collective consciousness is? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, this wow, <laughs> this is where I need to get these questions at least an hour in advance. Okay. Um, what would be a good um, a form of collective... It's, it's working. I can feel it moving around for thoughts in here. I'm just trying to pick and choose how I'm going to do this. Um, the, I think that there's different forms of collective thought. I think it's it's very typical in New Age and spiritual circles and even in some science circles to be, well, I'll just say it, very narrow-minded that when we think of collective consciousness, we think of it in a form of being influenced by a majority of thought that picks up, okay? And much like I always argue is that there are as many varieties to a subject as there are fish in the ocean. Is it true to say that there's one kind of fish in the ocean? <laughs> there's all sorts of life in the ocean. So to look at collective consciousness and say that there's just this one process of thought like the hundredth monkey, we start to collectively share an idea, it's true, but that's just one aspect of a very multi-layered process that's very complex, okay? So one simple example of, of collective thinking is, is I always say when you have a million dollar idea and you say to yourself, I, I should patent this, and you don't, you don't really get around to it, and then all of a sudden, five months later, you're watching TV and somebody has is selling your idea. The question is, is did you have it first or did they have it first and you picked up on it? This is an example of the hundredth monkey where you get a certain collective of thinking, a certain collective of thought. And it's like it gets wattage, like conscious electricity somehow is, is emanating it out. And in the subconscious of people, it's, it's being received. And then somewhere in their day-to-day -day actions, it begins to surface as an idea or a thought or an interest that they think just occurred to them. So I, I believe that that's one form. You also have uh, collective thoughts as far as... Um, I think it can be done through pheromones. I mean, I, I don't know how nitty-gritty can I get on here, but you know, with 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 girls who live in dorm rooms or girls that live in um, you know houses that they share, the thing that I'm told by female students of mine, and I'm assuming it's true, and I, I believe it is, is that they will all start to synchronize with their their cycle. And this has got to be more likely done through pheromones that are detected, but you can't normally smell that. And that's what's telling their bodies to kind of synchronize. That's another form of collective thought. Do you understand? It's just a biological level rather than a telepathic or a psychic level. And to me, they're all just another form of something very natural. I think it's, it's, it's very natural in the world to have a collective thought process. That is what I call evolution. Um, another very basic um, example that's a very good example, you know, it's coming to me now is that if you look at the, the world, and we, we now have the ability to travel all over the world in a matter of hours, let's say, that with cultures that never cross one another, although you could say we all came out of, you know, whether it's Africa or migrated, whatever, but hundreds of thousands of years later, no contact, whatever, okay? And almost like you've got the pyramids, you've got the Aztec pyramids, you've got the Egyptian pyramids, you've, you've got various other forms of it. And if you look at the timeline, they're, they're insanely very close in when, when they had the occurrence of an idea to start doing this. That's yeah. a form of collective consciousness. That's how that occurs. It's, it's the same thing that you start seeing when we're, we're interested in, in Utah with certain things out there that we're going to do. And if you look at pictographs, you will, you will find it's that, that they're very similar in style and time period all over the world where they started to kind of do this or, or had similar art designs or drawings that look similar in ways or how they define what an antelope looked like or a deer or whatever. This is another form of collective thought, particularly because the timing is so close to one another. So those are other forms of collective thought. Um, 
I think that there's a lot more collective thought that goes on. I, I think that if you're going to look at it as a cultural, like you, you have different countries, you have probably the thoughts going in, but if they don't have the education to, to grasp the thought or, or understand of its purpose or usefulness, then it's probably going to be dismissed. If you are in an economic um, uh, society that is, is equal to other societies of similar nature, then those ideas are going to attach to you. So this is why we always see uh, vehicles that look very similar but different manufacturers, and we all think they're cheating for one another, and I'm sure they are. But they're, they, these are just kind of examples of that kind of stuff, you know? Does that does that help at all? No, oh, that definitely, yeah. definitely. How does that then relate into like higher consciousness? Um, and why is it such a central component? Because you talk about collective consciousness so often. Well, I don't think that collective consciousness and higher consciousness are really unified in that sense. Unless you're going to say, is that I think the majority of what we call red cells people who have little or no interest in spirituality, they're not really thinking about energy, frequency, collective thought, stuff like that. The fact that we think about it is what isolates our mind to, to tune into it better. The vast majority of the, 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 the population of humankind is, is more like you go to work, you do your job, you have a Bible, it's a recipe book, it's a cookbook. The, everything has a, a, a kind of beginning and end system that contours your life and where you are in life and what's expected from you, okay? So when you have collective consciousness, I see that as a part of what I call evolution. I believe evolution is a program in reality, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's a very necessary program, and it keeps the human race kind of tick, tick, moving along. So there, there's never a moment where there's nothing happening in the world. There's a reason for that. There's something driving our nature, like, like, a, like a hive collective, okay? It's always kind of working it somewhere, somehow, to kind of keep things progressing. And that's what's doing in nature, with, with insects, with plants, with, with atmosphere, with everything. So when you say higher consciousness, higher consciousness is all the people watching right now. The reason why they're watching is because that part of their mind is saying there's more to reality, there's more to life, there's a veil. I can't see it, but there, it's, it's hiding some other truth. I can feel it, but I want to, to explore it. I want to have those experiences, and, and it's an instinctual feeling, but it's a very legit feeling. So higher consciousness starts by the evolution of your awareness and your questioning of reality, okay? And in that process, you garner, more than likely, you garner more and more information, more and more information like this that, that evolves you into what I consider higher states of consciousness. Now you start thinking about energy, you think about your own energy, you start moving it, you feel it, you're like, fuck, this is, this is real, I, mm -hmm. I can feel this, it's not an illusion. So this is a higher consciousness in, in its evolutionary process. So I think everybody watching this, I always say, you can do as I can do. It's, it's not that it's an exclusive club. It's a matter of just understanding how it works. And once you get it, you get it. And then you can do. And that's the hard part. The hard part is putting that puzzle together in your head so it makes sense. So do we need to then separate ourselves from this collective consciousness that's affecting us? No, you can't separate as long as you are biologically in this planet, which you, you need to do. You're here for a reason, okay? But what happens is, is it's just like anything else. Can you listen to a radio show while you're driving a car? And the answer is, of course, we do it all the time. Or you have a conversation with somebody in the car while you're driving, but yet you're aware of everything you're doing. I see these as dual kind of perceptions. I look at my red cell life as my red cell life and I see my spiritual life kind of separate but a, but a dualistic way. Do you understand? So that's my relationship of, of what I've created with that. So I, I've made my personal life to a certain calibration to accommodate my spiritualness and my business life or things that I have to do in a red cell level is, is exactly that. I try not to intermingle them but it does happen. That's interesting because a lot of people, when they go on a spiritual path, they think they have to escape the collective and they have to like, yeah. free themselves from that. And no, yeah. I think if you try to escape it, it makes it worse because mm -hmm. then you, I don't know if you want to call it the matrix or if you want to call it vibe or energy or the dough or the simulation, call it whatever you want, it doubles down on you. Mm -hmm. It doubles down on you because it's saying that you're not supposed to be deviating from the program. And it knows you're deviating not because of what you're doing. It knows what you're. It it you're it knows you're deviating because of your emotions and your your kind of conscious thought process. 
Do you see what I'm saying? So if you are okay with everyday life to a certain degree, of course you don't want to be consumed by it. Okay? But this is where I say, don't grab the bull by the horns. Do you follow me? If you're going to say, I just have to immerse myself just into a spiritual life, life is going to come back and slap your ass down. Okay? <laughs> you, you don't grab the bull. What you do is you, you take the, the red cape and you learn to maneuver. You learn to maneuver. You learn to accept that you're in the situation with the bull and that you and the bull can get along if you can tire it out, if you can learn its nature. It's not a threat no more. It just becomes something sharing your space. And eventually you get so in control that it's not it's a non-issue anymore. That's when you'd say having one foot in and one foot in, one foot out. You you people who listen, when spiritual people go off into caves, I'm fine with that. Go off to a cave for 30 days, okay? Maybe even 90 days. But the truth to the matter is, is that the universe needs you to work with the rest of the human civilization or humanity. You have to be some example, whether it's just by your presence or the tone of your voice, which mine isn't very comforting, it's very driven, or by your words or what I'm doing, uh, that, that is chipping away and helping society or at least helping those who have the power to help society. So I, I see that as serving the universe instead of saying I just can't deal with the stink no more from the human race and I need to extract indefinitely. I get it. I want to extract all the freaking time, okay? <laughs> but I have to serve God. I have to serve the universe. So to me, it, it is, it's, just, it's, it's as important to me as breathing or eating or anything. It's, it is a thing that I must do. That makes sense. Yeah, and eating doesn't right always now. make me happy. <laughs> Neither does breathing sometimes, but you know. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so um, it says here, one question was if it ties in with surrender or letting go, but I guess what you're saying is, no, you have to find a balance, so that probably answers that question. Um, you know, you know, you know, you know that's another thing, you find. I think that's that we have to be careful with with that because you find happy people say I've been looking for that damn balance my whole life haven't you haven't you haven't haven't yeah I think the answer is better to say to yourself with that subconscious to get it to work with you is that not that you are 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 trying to attain it okay but rather that you are allowing more of it to happen and it's weird this wordplay or how you think about stuff in such a just a subtle way can have such a major impact on that whole experience is is that again our our automation is reinforced by words every every word we have in this this entire reality is is what constructs us it's what constructs your mind so by just simply tuning to a word that basically means almost the same thing it it has less structural weight to structure your mind and your 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 perception of how you how you emote things out and so these little subtle changes you can do or little approaches actually have huge gain. And it's it's just crazy. So it's say to allow balance. Yes, I'm gonna allow balance into to my life. I'm gonna allow a greater degree of balance to come into my life. So now you're not you're not the, I always say that the number one thing that keeps consciousness in a checkmate is the constant failure of recognizing what you didn't achieve or to achieve to the level that you had hoped. So when you say, I'm going to do something, 10 to one, who, who defines when you've achieved it? You're, you, yourself, we're all super critical of ourselves. So the truth is, we're never fucking happy with ourselves, okay? Mm. When you say to yourself, I'm going to allow more into my life, there's, there's not a, a set standard to turn on yourself. Today could be a little bit more, tomorrow could be a little bit less, but I, I, I can true. see my gains. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It's worth worth gold, the statement. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's just hard to think about that. Somebody needs to make a book in all those terms. <laughs> if you say this, you should say that. Anyway. So can you touch on um, how we can affect the uh, collective consciousness by engaging with the, the higher balance teachings and learning the ways of the force? Repeat that? So... It's, uh, the question is, as each one of us engage the higher balance teachings, put it into yeah. practice, and yeah. learn the ways of the force, mm -hmm. uh, how does it affect the collective consciousness that we're a part of? Well, look, I always say that, that we as white cells are annoyed. What annoyed is, it's not from Pizza Pizza in the early days where it was this crazy annoying thing, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Annoid is kind of like a, a, a computer kind of thing that controls electricity, if you will, or, or, or how it operates with a circuitry. It's annoyed. It, it helps conduct and control all these things. When you understand collective consciousness, I'll try to work with what we talked, then the question is, is that in the collective consciousness, somewhere is an inspirational moment that blooms out, that starts affecting other consciousnesses. The other consciousnesses, some of it, it skips over because they're, they're not going to take to that vibe. But many others in, in that, that, that swell will. And what doesn't take is when you get too much resistance, then the idea in the collective consciousness doesn't take. So think of it as like throwing a pebble in water and the rings go out, okay? In this particular case, you throw a pebble in there, but the ring should go out further, but it starts to fade like it was a weak pebble toss. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So I, I see it as kind of uh, uh, like grains of sand. You can't, not every single one will be affected, only some will. And depending on the thought, this is what matures and equalizes the process of that awakening for a collective. Is, is that you have to have people almost ready for that next level of thought or idea or feeling or something to gravitate towards. If they're, they're not within the proximity of that, then they, they can't relate to it. And it goes over them and then whether it catches or not. So when you, when you think about where, where do effects on society, where, 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 who was the first one who had the epiphany to paint on a stone to make a, a, a petroglyph, let's say? Okay, who was the first one to put their hand on there and spit berries on it so that when you pull it away, it looked like a hand? Do you understand? All of a sudden, you have somebody doing this in another part of the world around the same time period. Okay, the, the point is, is that if that person was the original person, then that was the noid that broadcasted that out. And somebody on the planet felt that wave and that ripple had data in it. And when it hit them, it, it and they, they says, I have a brilliant idea. It's all mine. It's my idea. And they go and they do it. Okay. And then others do it and others do it. And then there's different morphing of different ideas that come from that. So it starts to split out into different kinds of artistic levels or whatever other ways it may go. So that source of that idea came originally from somewheres. Whenever it rains, there's always one raindrop that was first to hit the ground, okay? And then the rest follow more, 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 more until it slows, slows, slow till you get to the last raindrop, okay? So when we, we talk about what HBI does to a person, okay, where the more you listen, the more you, just, just by listening, just by, by observing the material, just hearing it, you're thinking about it. And it's literally untying knots in your mind of, on how you perceive, how you feel, how you are aware of your own consciousness now, how you understand what non-thought is versus chatter in your mind. Most people don't even know what that is. The fact that you know the difference is a huge leap of over 80% of the, the, the human population. They haven't got a clue. Ask your mom if she understands that. You know, Ask somebody that's, that's not kind of in your circle. See how many people know. Yeah. So... And even if they know, they don't really reflect on on refining that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not a thing that's important to them, okay? But it is to us because if you're quiet enough, you begin to hear other parts of your consciousness come forward. So as you listen to HBI stuff, as you learn like you're learning now, it's just it's just better, okay? Your your noid level, like a like a dimming light, starts to increase. That means your certain thought processes start emanating out to affect the consciousness stronger and better for it to be more receptive to the people who wouldn't have been receptive to it. Now, all of a sudden, it's kind of like educating them in a weird way. And now their thinking starts to change or starts to open into considerations that it never had. That is one form of, of that contribution. There are so many things. I mean, besides happiness in your life, besides gaining a kind of control in your life and insight, fulfilling the driving, absolute driving need of knowing that you have a greater purpose in life, but you don't know what it is. You don't have to do, you don't have to worry no more. I'll tell you what it is. I'll show you what it is. I'll, I'll show you. You figure it out. You go, Shazia, Batman was right. There it is. And you'll be satisfied. To, to say that that can be settled in a five minute statement for me is an impossibility. I would say if you commit yourself to HBI for 
a certain amount of time. It could be months. It just depends on the person, okay? I'm telling you, you will have revelation after. We're not talking like, oh, that was really interesting. We're talking like God smacked. How many times have you been God smacked by HBI? Plenty. Right? Right? <laughs> like, I mean, probably every couple of months, it's like, you know, you're, you're just on the floor. Ugh, holy shit, right? You know, it's, it's literally the truth. And I, I, it is what it is. And so, so it, it, it depends on where, where, wherever you think your interests are. There's one thing I can guarantee you about HBI, that every month you're going to find that I, I've exposed you to something else and it just feels like, holy shit, it never occurred to me. It's like this piece that was missing and you're like, it feels like completion, okay? And I believe strongly in experiences over you hearing my story. Do you understand? Yeah. I believe that if I can show you how to experience something, that that just rips down every part of you that questions whether what you believe is real or that, that you're not on a wild goose chase or a fantasy, that, that you legitimately could say this is an extraordinary experience. This was an extraordinary, this was, this was. You get so many coming from HBI that you personally experience at some point that it becomes unquestionable anymore. And I think that's the other problem. Spiritually, there's so much bullshit out there and so much new age mumbo gumbo that's been recreated, rediced, rechopped up. And these people don't know what they're talking about. They truly don't. And they're trying to convince you they know exactly what they're talking about. No, they just spent three days on the toilet reading a book that's from another junk person. And now they're trying to sound like they're brilliant saying it. Okay. So all I can say is try HBI stuff. You will, if you can give it four hours, you will immediately, honest hours, you will immediately for the rest of your life understand that your life's going to dramatically change now. Yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely. A lot of people that are following a lot of other uh, schools, they'll say that they're told, hey, if you don't have any experiences, just wait. And after 10 years, coming, whatever, right? just yeah, wait. You. Yeah. God you, will, you, you, know, you can wait about 10 minutes and you'll have experiences. <laughs> you know, from simple ores. I can't even tell you how many people, they'll be like, oh, I see ores, I see ores. And I'll be like, what does it look like? Well, it's this or that. I'm like, really? That's what you see with your eyes? And you're like, well, no, I, I feel it more. No, you're full of shit. Okay? Let me show you how to see it. Let me show you how to see the energy in a wall fucking creeping around like it's microscopic and it's illuminated. Can you see it now, right? Right? At one time yeah. you thought I was crazy. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Can you, I, I will show you stuff a bigger, 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 bigger until you're just godsmacked. And then let's start again. Let's, let's move in this direction. Um, I don't think there's a way, and I've struggled this with this for decades, to define exactly what HBI is because it's so beyond any scope of anything I've ever seen and it has all the best and I, of course this is coming from me so take it with a grain of salt because it's from me okay but I believe that it has the best qualities of kindness of love of compassion of understanding of experiences, of vibration, of 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 paranormal phenomenon. Uh, 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 it just it just encompasses everything because the truth is, if it doesn't encompass so much of this, then this is why people spend ten years of their life and waste it in other forms of of school thinking. Okay, that's the problem, and the trust level to say this is an investment on my part. I, it's an investment of money. It's an investment of time. It's an investment that I'm dedicating to this versus my family or my relationship or something because I, I feel very passionate about it. You, you better have it right. And, and I respect that. I'm not, I, I'm not wasting anybody's time. Trust me. Awesome. It's perfect. So you've talked before about, um, white cells uh, spiritual people being just so you know white cells are people who are like watching you you are you and you are a white cell you wouldn't be you wouldn't even care less watching this right now unless your wife is sitting there with like a, a, a gun next to you saying you've got to watch this <laughs> then you know i'm sorry but it happens okay so anyhow the so spiritual people white cells um you teach that uh uh, we're able to live uh, beyond our existence in this simulated reality. Yeah. Um, the question is, what about the Gaia mind? Can the Gaia mind also transcend the simulation? Look, it's already, if you want to get really philosophical here, it already has. 
everything has. If it's already part of the simulation, then it already is within that. Can it can it move beyond the simulation? Like, can we can we pop out of into an Android body so we can exist as data in the Android body but feel like we're living in their world? You know, I really haven't thought about it that much. You know, personally, I, I mean, I love the planet. I love the whole Gaia consciousness, but I don't see Gaia as a independent conversational thing. You know, mm. like I look at you or I look at you, even though you have a lot of similarities, you're made out of a trillion microorganisms all collectively contributing to what you think are your decisions. Okay. So is that true for the earth with all of us and, and all sorts of other factors? <laughs> but in the end, I see the earth more like, oh God, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I'm trying to find the best way to say this. I see the earth in a sense like I would look at my dog. I love my dog. My dog is not going to deliver the same thing that you would or you would in a conversation in, 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 in a moment of intellect, in a moment of, of certain things. But my dog can offer compassion at times. Certainly can be annoying, okay? But it's it's got intelligence is what I'm saying. And so the earth in its unusualness, doesn't identify at this stage, and maybe never, with a me or an I kind of thing. Do you understand? Mm, it's mm, it, To me, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say this because I think some people will be like, oh my God, Eric's so cold, you know? Listen, I'm not in this to, to flatter myself or to feel love and be whatever. Listen, I'm a realist. I want the truth. If I want the truth, what God is, what the universe is, I want a truth, what my reality is. I just want the truth. Now I'm not saying your my truth has to be your truth. You dig in the material, you see my rationalization on it. You have your experiences. We'll see if page to page, if we both agree with what, what I, what my opinion was on that. So I see Gaia as more of a collective database, I'm spitting now, uh, of, of information. If, if, all right, I want to get real heavy with people now. If we live in a simulation, okay, then you could say in a way that we can understand currently through our, I hate these chairs, uh, that, that we can say that, you know, you got to have a certain comfort with it, but... Based on our technology, this is how we have to perceive it, because I assure you it's far beyond what we can perceive right now, is that you, the whole meaning of life is data. We're, we're absolutely driven on experience. We want to explore other worlds. We want to experience other countries. We want to experience other places. This is data-driven. Yeah. We're not just satiated and happy to just be in one spot or never experience anything. So the interesting part of that is, is we're constantly exploring, and we, we are probably at the highest level of pivotal for intellect on the planet versus all other life, okay? Just, we'll have an argument over that if somebody wants to bring up dolphins and whales and whatever, okay? The point is, is that it's still data-driven. All of this data is not lost. It, it is being collected. Do you understand? So, so you have what is called in like computer systems, old school, is databases. So much of the internet isn't necessarily on your computer, is it, though it seems that way when you Google something. When you Google something, it's actually searching out a, a server. And that server, it may be at a college, it may be at some facility in a city, and it's storing copies of other big copies of other servers. And it rifles through there searching for it. If it doesn't find that, then it goes to another bigger one to see if that information's in there. So it's, it's got like this hierarchy, okay? So when I see the human race and I see everything that happens on the planet, what I'm saying to you is, is Gaia is another word for server. Do you understand? And all of our collective experiences on the planet, all creatures, all human life, everything, is being like kind of backed up on that, that Gaia consciousness. That's what makes it have consciousness. You're no different. You, your brain is a server for all the billions of microorganisms in your body, from, from, from the bacterial intelligence to your other... I mean, you've got shit swimming in your eye, chasing around smaller shit to eat it, okay? You've got other ones looking, you know, hey, baby, let's make some, okay? Uh, you've got all these things happening in your eye. All of these things are exchanging information, okay? And that information, when you reach out and touch something, millions of cells have died. Skin cells, dust is, is skin, 
okay, in a house, largely. So things have sacrificed their organic life to transmute that into information for you in thousands of little bits individually that you group together to get one total thought process from that, okay? So you are a collective consciousness within you. That collective consciousness that you say is you, everything you feel and smell, is really through other forms of life, through your organic body. You can't, if you can tell me, when I say to people, point to where you are, people go, well, this is me. I'm like, that ain't you. That's, that's, you point, well, I'm in here. Where are you in there? There's nothing from the top of your head to the bottom of your, your feet that's really independently you. If you go into a coma, and as long as you got an oxygen thing, system going and food going into it, your body will continue running. It don't fucking need you, okay, in that sense, okay? You are a co-pilot in a, in a, in a battle constantly of what you think you want and what, what your subconscious is really the real you trying to say it wants, okay? So... Like I say, like a spiral to to water as a funnel to a galaxy to a tornado to a seashell. There are things that are that are, are used in computer um, programming that are very small, but they're like, why don't we just apply it to this instead of rewriting it all? So you, you find similarities in coding. So in reality, what I'm saying to you is as much as Gaia is a collective for us, you are a collective for the microorganisms for you and so on going down and so on going up beyond the earth. The Gaia mind, that server of human history, okay, is linked like through, through, through Google internet to a bigger server, which is probably our galaxy, and so on and so forth until you get to the collective consciousness of what I call God, or maybe God is, is something beyond this and we are really just on a server somewhere, which I don't think, but that's another, another discussion. Did, did I lose you guys? No, that made sense. That's brilliant. Yeah, that was, that's yeah. All right. <laughs> I always wonder maybe I'm, I'm being too complicated. I, I try to keep it simple. Yeah. Awesome. There's, so does, does that make sense, though? I, I need yeah. to be sure well, you're, not, you're to, not... It makes just, sense to us, I think. I don't know if, if it would make sense to new people, but... If, I, if I think they, people are smarter than, than, okay. than we give yeah. them credit for. I okay. think they're, 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 they're smarter enough to tune into EJP. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think we might have a question here. Um, is our collective consciousness parallel with the planet's collective consciousness? Well, you kind of just talked about that. I, I don't know if I would want to use the word parallel. I would just say that that right now what we know about other planets, the first question is, is, is it alive in the form of we think of life? I think any crystalline, any anything is kind of a form of life. It's just I think the technology for us has to get more advanced to understand that, okay? Right now, we think of it as, as organic being life or, or bacteria or organisms and so on and so forth. I, I think that's going to change in time as we, we start to technologically evolve. And so I think it's true to say that almost everything is living in some weird way. It's, can it hold data? If it can hold data and it can utilize that data, then in a way it's living, okay? But that's a whole other conversation. I mean, a rock can hold data. So, in, in essence, yes, but when we use the word parallel, I, I think that um, it's a yes and no answer. I can come at it from different ways. It's just kind of one of those weird questions. I, I don't think the data from other planets is nearly as rich with the data that comes from Earth okay. at this moment. Why would that time. be? Why would that be? Just well, because we have more life on it on here, meaning there's an abundance of intellectual, self-reflective thought plus millions of other organisms thinking. Okay. So I right now do not see that in most plants, except for the ones with the aliens on there, the bases. Anyway, so okay, that's all I got here. Okay, got about uh, eight minutes, just so we know. Okay. Well, let me, let me, I mean, if we're done with this, then, you know, let me, let me kind of give a big announcement, I guess. Well, I got a couple, I always got big announcements. Um, I, I have wrestled for a long time with material that we have. And anybody who knows HBI, I think that it's synonymous to know that our stuff is very expensive. So is Yale, so is Harvard, et cetera, so on and so forth. You get what you pay for I'll table that. But I also understand not everybody can afford what we have. So we, we do try, okay? Every couple years, technology gets better. 
the way we can do business changes. And we're a small company. We learn as we go. Don't hang us. It's, we're figuring it out as we go, always. But here's the thing. We offer recently something that's called the dojo. And the dojo is basically a buffet of all my teachings. What they've done is they've taken all these modules and evidently removed my potty mouth. And they've gotten rid of maybe dead moments where, where you know, where there's a discussion and it kind of dwindles down for a little bit. And so they just get to the points that are meaty. And they've put together hours upon hours. Like, I don't even know how many hours we're going to have. I'm sure it'll probably be hundreds, okay, or 100 or 50 or who knows. It's about 72. About 72 hours. And what it is is that for a flat fee for $37 a month, you can listen to that month as much of that information as you want. Find stuff that's topics that you want to ask me, but you may not be able to ask me. And you're going to find it in there, and you're going to get my answers and my thought. And your your mind, your, your life is going to change dramatically, I promise you. So now we have people that, that love HBI stuff, pretty much have had all that, that base level material, which I still think is genius. I hate to use the word base, but it will rock your world. I promise you, this is base. Everything we've covered right now, base information. That'll give you an idea. If you think this was good, you ain't seen nothing yet. Check out the dojo. So the, the thing that I'm going to do is there's two live classes that I do once a month. One is EJP Live, and the other one is what we call Saroon. And Saroon is kind of the hardcore kind of let's get really heavy and deep and let's let's you know sh let me show you techniques that are going to rock your world okay but we i've never released those we we get them we archive them and some of the ejp lives a very small amount we have released into the dojo but for the most part we control that information but here's the thing without getting myself into trouble there is let's say on netflix a program that is in its second generation it's got two letters in it and i haven't seen this so i can only say this is from what i've been told by by students of mine that watched it they they says they were also godsmacked did you watch it at all yeah oh so then you you can validate whether you think it's real or not because you know the material real well yeah and they said literally every kind of episode where they would talk about a technique or a certain thing and people would be like oh my god that's that's genius okay is the teachings that so we think they might have gotten a hold of the material. We can't say for certain. I think so. Highly likely. Highly like to like look, look at our material, check the date. Oh, Eric was teaching this 20 years ago, okay? Uh, nobody else has ever said anything like it. Think about it, okay? And you after one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So the thing is, it's, it's great, but they do a shitty job probably teaching it compared to those in the know, and they're like, wow, you know? And so, listen, if it boosts their ratings, fine. If people think they're genius, fine. But if you want the real deal, we're telling you, okay, where you can experience it for yourself firsthand, okay? You don't need no fantasy TV show to, to, to do it. So the point is, is that... It's getting to the point where where material that I have, we're constantly seeing it, I'll just be honest, ripped off, okay? And I normally don't say anything. I'm just like, well, that's that's life. That's, you know, people are going to do that, okay? But, you know, uh, uh, the thing is, is can I do more? And the answer is, is yes. We have archived, secret, locked in a box, over three and a half years, I believe, of EJP Live, which nobody can get their hands on unless you've been in that that class. And that, that goes for $100 a month, just for that two hours per month. Then we have Saroon, which pushes you up to a $300 level, okay, once per month that you get Saroon classes, plus you get the, the we, we throw in the EJP Live. No one's been able to get their hands on any of that for three and a half years. And I'm telling you, it's fucking genius okay it's life-changing so what i've decided to do is i'm going to release soon into the dojo a second level so you got your base level for 37 dollars for 10 dollars more for 47 i'm going to give you access the same way as much as you can listen to for as long as you want as long as you pay your your which would be 47 dollars 10 dollars more than 37 all of that and if you want to go into Saroon for $10 above that for $57 a month, mind you, $300 for other people. And you have as much as you can absorb, okay, for, for basically $57 a month. That's like less than $15 a week, okay? 
if you want to radically change your life, empower your life, accelerate your life, this is a huge opportunity. And the reason I'm doing this is because uh, I don't want to be a pay-for-play situation. And, and unfortunately, because we're figuring things as we're going, we've, we've kind of had to structure things that way. It's not because I don't want to just give everything away. For, listen, if you're a billionaire out there and you want to hand me, oh, I don't know, a couple million dollars, Boom! I'm willing to, to let's talk. Let's let's set let's set this release on the on the earth. But until then, I need people to to maintain all that, and it takes money. It takes money to do this. This guy ain't working for free over there. Neither is half of this. So, in essence, I'm I'm giving you something that costs three hundred dollars for two hours once per month, and I'm saying for for basically fifty seven dollars a month, you you can do eight hours if you want and absorb that 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 material. The only difference is, is the people who are in Saroon and the people who are in EJP Live, there's a six month buffer, okay? So they're really in it and they're they're getting the material that's like the most momentary that I'm talking about, okay? I mean, I have to keep everybody happy uh, for now. And so that's the advantage they're getting. If you want that, you could consider that. But for now, I'm telling you, don't matter. You'd want to get all this material just to catch up to, to understanding what we're talking about. And if I'm right, and I, I you know, you, you, once you start in this, you're not going to want to stop. You, you might as well just, just yeah. curl up with a, you know, a blanket and, and lower the lights and just, you're just going to go, holy moly, okay? Um, and the phenomena and the experiences and the, the, it, just, it just changes your world. Um, so I, I hope that you guys look into it. If you want to do something in the immediate future, get the $37 membership and you can upgrade anytime you want and you can downgrade anytime you want. For frick's sake, we don't have like signature stuff for you to sign that holds you. We, we just go by your word. You're unhappy? Fine. Cancel it. If you want to keep it, we're not going to come a knocking. We, we're, you know, we, I don't know what else to say. I, I do things the way that I would want to be treated. That's it. Yeah. So. There you have it. Have you ever known me in what fifteen years, whatever it is, to to do something underhanded in, in business? Never. No, because I would lose all my credibility. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Is that it? We done? Yeah, that's I got good. my high pitched voice, all excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cracked yeah. a sweat. All right. Well, everybody, please hit those likes. Please like do subscribe. you know do all that thumbs up, whatever. Like, subscribe. Uh, there's more. I got always something else to say. But check out the Guru uh, uh, Dojo. The Dojo. And you can um, go to hbidojo.com. I'm telling you, just sample it. If you don't like it, cancel it. I don't have a problem with that. Because I know once you try a little bit, that's it. It's You're going to be like, this guy's for real. He's loud. He's boches. He's all over the place. But good stuff. I hope. I hope. A lot of people ask us, where's the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the foundation meditation system. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. 
There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy, more than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life. Consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 